the gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee to be baptized by John in the Jordan River. And just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Holy Spirit descending like a dove on him. There was a voice from heaven. It said, You are my son whom I love. With you I am well pleased. And immediately the Holy Spirit drove Jesus into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness for 40 days, being tempted by Satan. The wild beasts were with him, and the angels, they waited on him. Now, after John the Baptist had been arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God and saying, the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God has come near. Change and trust the good news. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. This love that was spoken to Jesus from God is God's words for us too. This love. You are my child whom I love. With you I am well pleased. I mean, we were baptized just like Jesus was so that these very same words could be shared with us. I asked uh, the council this week, our first meeting of our first new council, when did these words, or not even just these words, just God's love, when did you first start to trust that God's love was for you? Feel free to ask someone that question. Feel free to reflect with someone on that for your own self. There were powerful stories that came out of that group that gathered for our council meeting. These are stories that sustain us. This is love that gives us strength. It may, may seem so strange that that Holy Spirit, which we which we kind of associate so much with peace and love and all that good stuff, immediately drives Jesus into the wilderness. I really believe that the, the love that was spoken to him in his baptism made him strong and courageous to go into the wilderness, strong and courageous to, to face off with Satan. It was that same love that was enacted when the angels served him there. And I also kind of like the image of the beasts being with Jesus, also a sign of love. Angels from God, beasts from creation. Love happening there, even in this wilderness of difficulty and temptation. 
This story has gotten me reflecting on the love that I've experienced in my own life. And especially thinking about one friend in particular, my friend Brian. Brian and I met when we were in high school. And, you know, there was almost not a day that went by that Brian wasn't at my house with often a couple of other or even a whole bunch of other friends. There were nights that Brian was at my house till two or three in the morning, maybe even spent the night. We spent a lot of time together. Then I went away to college, went away to seminary. And in a lot of ways, I put that whole life, that whole place, my hometown, behind me. And I would have lost touch with all of those friends, except for Brian. See, Brian's birthday is just two days before mine. And it's right around Memorial Day weekend. And so every year, he would call me on, on his birthday or on Memorial Day just to check in. And there were years that that was the only time we talked all year long. But he picked up the phone and called and said, how's it going? I'm not sure I really fully appreciated that until much later when I realized that we would have no relationship except for that, except for his commitment, his loyalty, just showing up. So there's a way in which love makes us strong. And certainly Brian's loyalty has been part of the strength of these last 13 months as my dad's health was failing and then finally in this last month when I traveled back. I mean, over all of this time, one thing that sustained me in that wilderness of caring for my dad and fearing for my dad was knowing that every time I went back to Pennsylvania, Brian was there. And Emily and Rochelle and, and others, of course, And that sustenance in the wilderness was there for me because Brian stayed in touch during those lean years. I texted Brian and said, Brian, my dad died today. He said, when's the funeral? I'll be there. And he was just there. He didn't have any great, wonderful, beautiful words. He just was there. He said, gosh, I never realized how much like your dad you look. He was there. Love makes us strong. Love gets us through the wilderness. Love helps us deal with temptation. And when it comes to the, this invitation of Lent to admit we were wrong and to change, for me, a big part of it is admitting that I was wrong in not valuing this relationship over all of these years. Thank God I had a chance to kind of confess that, admit that out loud and in public when Brian got married. He invited me, of all people, to be 
there, the pastor who married him and his wife. And in preparing for that day, I had to reflect on how much Brian had given, how much I had received from him. And for such a long time, how little I put back, how much, how little I gave back to him. And the change has come in the, in the giving back. Now there are years when I'm the one who calls first on his birthday. Who lets him know when I'm coming back to town. There is much more of an equal give and a take. And a simple appreciation of how much his love, even though we never speak in those terms, oh, how much showing up for each other matters. How much that love. I mean, we can even zoom out. I mean, any one of us can probably identify people in our lives like Brian. And then zoom out and recognize that here is one more instance of God's love. And how often I, we, do not appreciate the love that is right in front of us. The gifts, the investments, the blessings that God has put into our lives so often through people like Brian or through other means. In this case, and I think in all cases of admitting we were wrong and changing, it's love that makes us strong. I mean, in the context of love, it's, that's the only context in which I can reflect on myself. Because when I see how often I do come up short and don't appreciate what I've received, I really can't do that in a deep and searching way unless I can trust that there will still be love for me, even if that truth is known. I still have to be committed to loving myself, even as I come to know my own failings even more truly. Love makes us strong. And there is a way in which love makes us weak. And by that I mean vulnerable. To be vulnerable is to be like Jesus in this sense of being driven. I don't know what it was like for Brian in those lean years when he was investing and I was not. But I do know that he was driven. He was willing to do that. Jesus was willing to, to do this, to face off with Satan, to become human in the first place, to, to die on the cross, to suffer in that way, holding on to love, love for us. 
that love makes us strong, even as it makes us vulnerable. It's what makes life worth living, makes life really life. And so that's what we celebrate in Lent, is that kind of unfailing love. Never let the searching, repenting, changing, admitting we were wrong part of this season distract you from that love. So that ultimately all of Lent is one big rejoicing. I mean, one of the things that I'm most grateful for, for Brian, over those days I was back in Pennsylvania for my dad's funeral, we had a snowstorm, like 18 inches dropped the day before my dad's funeral. We knew it was coming. We scheduled for it. It wasn't a big deal. But that day right before was the hardest of all of those days. And Brian said, he called me up. He said, let's take the kids sledding. <laughs> as soon as I got out on the road with my kids, I thought this was a terrible idea. But I was already halfway there. And I got to go sledding with my own kids on the very hill that I had gone sledding as a kid. And I got to do that with my dear friend Brian. He brought a couple of beers with him. We sent our kids down and we went down. That did so much to make me strong through that terrible day and the next day that followed. And there is not enough rejoicing to give thanks for that kind of love. That is what Lent is all about. To simply come and be humbled and rejoice all the more. Thanks be to God.